heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. You know, I think back to the day before 9-11. It's a reference point. I want to just plant that seed in your mind a moment, okay? And you'll know what I mean when I say this. You know, on September 10th, all right, 2001, there wasn't really any of us thinking that our nation was in a dire situation then. I mean, it, it was normal life. It was business as usual for all of us. Nobody was thinking what was going to happen the next day. It was just hours away. But no, we went about our business. And we took a lot of our freedoms for granted. We let our guard down. I mean, we, we'd never anticipated this. I mean, we never thought that, I mean, who would have thought that that we and here in America would help train the pilots who flew the planes into the buildings, right? And, you know, we ignored the most obvious signs back then. I mean, there were a lot of obvious signs that came out well after the fact as to how they pulled that, because that was a mastermind event, that 9-11 thing. And, you know, and we knew when that happened, it, it was like, we, there was a sense that this wasn't going to be the last time we seen a mass casualty event on our soil. Now, up to that point, I would say to you that we were pretty naive and, you know, p- pretty well uh, protected here. We felt at least we were. But our, our policies and what's taken place and the, 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 the lack of common sense with our politicians is going to cause us a great deal of harm ahead. I'm, I'm certain of it. This is a topic today that I'm very, very passionate about. This is something I've talked about for some time. Some of the warning signs I'm going to give you today. Some of the things we're going to talk about here. IQ Alversoli will be on with us in a bit here as well. Uh, th- this is something that I have a sense in me. I-, I can't explain it to you otherwise that we need to heed the warnings and we need to understand what's taken place. There is a price to pay for our ignorance, believe me. There were a lot of obvious signs back there on September 10th, 2001, a lot of obvious signs. And many of them were ignored or overlooked. And who would have thought that that mastermind operation could have been pulled off in the way that it was? I mean, it's seamlessly one, two, three, four, you know, and it could have even been worse, right? But it also could have been a hell of a lot better as well had they not taken everything for granted. I mean, one of the most obvious signs were this. When the pilots are being trained at these airports and what have you, and these training uh, sessions here, as I recall, they were focused on learning to take off, just take off. And, and I remember seeing the bulletins on there sometime after that. They, that was the focus of what they were being trained. There was no training on landing the plane. Well, that would be very obvious that that's a problem. I mean, you, if you learn to take off a, a, you know, in, a, in an airplane, you darn well have to learn to land it if that's your intention. If it's not your intention, well, that would be an obvious sign, wouldn't it, friends? Of course it would be. But there were a lot more obvious signs as well with these people. And, you know, many of them uh, escaped the day and got away with, well, they got away with murder is what they got away with. 
And the thing we wrap, we have a hard time wrapping our minds around here about all Americans is, we, and we, we don't compute this well, we can't understand how other people, other human beings, a human life would, well, number one, jeopardize their own lives. I mean, they're like, would you do that? Would you put a bomb on your back and go ahead into a crowded marketplace or on a plane or something else and blow the whole thing up? We don't think in those terms. I mean, not just the fact that we're hurting and injuring other human beings, if human life matters to you, but more so even would you take yourself out? There ain't many people that want to cause harm to themselves on that level, not with a sane brain, at least, or depending on what they worship, right? But you see, this form of terrorism, it knows no boundaries, you see? And when you're willing to take your life, well, that just changes all the rules, people. There are no rules anymore. And you can do about anything you want to do and get away with it. And they do. And this has always been one of the biggest uh, threats to our country. But, you know, it's also been ignored, uh, greatly ignored. And, of course, we've had presidents and we've had administrations who wouldn't even let you use the vocabulary to talk about what it was, the, this threat. And I mean, they did more than just ignore, ignore it. They helped encourage it. And that really is very, very disturbing. And the fact that we've allowed it to happen and the fact that as Americans, we don't push back on that or call these people out. And then, you know, again, we have very short memories in this country as well. Time goes by and we forget. And we said, yeah, but that was, you know, back then. And we tend to forget. But you look at where we're at now, with the Biden administration, and you look at the policies that are in play right now, and we are we are sitting ducks again completely. And and we've been seeing the writing on the wall here. And I, I I'm here to tell you, sadly today, and I'll I'll get into this uh, this bulletin threat from the uh, Department of Homeland Security in just a moment. But I would say to you right now, and and I I I, I certainly don't enjoy saying this, but I'm confident it's a matter of time before we're hit again. And I, I I have felt this for some time. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty certain of it. And, uh, and you can see it building and building. And again, this is so to me, in the days and the weeks and the months that we're in right now at this moment, in my mind, is sort of like a September 10th, 2001. You know what I mean? Now, we don't know what that means. We, do, we don't have a clue whether there is another event tomorrow. I mean, I pray not, but wouldn't that be ironic if I'm talking to you today and that literally happened? That would be eye-opening. You'd say, well, you, you are a wizard. Well, not really. I just look at the evidence and speak the truth, the out loud truth. So we don't know which of these days or months or weeks are another September 10th prior to the 11th where we could have done something, we could have stopped. That's the point I'm trying to make to you. You see, we're not being proactive. We could have stopped it. We could have done something. But you see, now at this point, I think the bigger problem I want to share with you is you know, damage control, damage control. I mean, so much damage has been done now. I would say, well, there, there's got, and this is part of what I'd like to chat today with IQ a little bit about too, is, you know, we can, we can surely talk about taking steps and we can talk about what are the proactive things we need to be doing. But I have to tell you that it's hard, really, that old saying when you, you know, the horses begin to run and you go and close the barn door. Well, the horses are already out running and they've escaped, you see. And I think right now uh, that barn door is wide open, people, for our country. So closing the barn door at this point, 
it's not necessarily going to stop what's going to happen ahead here, potentially, you see. That's the bigger problem we have. So this comes back to the ridiculous policies and this Wild West mentality that these politicians have that have put us in this predicament to begin with. Yeah, they should be held accountable at, at the very least. But then it comes back to the ignorance of the people who vote for these people. You know, I'm, I'm constantly reminded these days in my mind that and, and you know, to share with you, you know, the idea that we, the people, we created this government and we are is a representative government and we're supposed to send uh, some of our better citizens to in this particular case it's washington dc i mean pick a place pick a pick a spot could be anything whether it's a state or the federal government and we send our leaders there well the leaders are sent there to represent us but we we choose those people so they literally work for us and that's kind of how this setup is supposed to be. We are a representative people government. They, you know, it's not a dictatorship or a king or something. It's a little different. So it's a lot different than everything else out there. And so when I think of that in those terms, and I think, well, what are the quality of the kind of people we're hiring? And, you know, uh, friends on both sides of the aisle, we're not hiring the brightest of the bright. In many cases, we're hiring the dumbest of the dumb, you see? But they're very good actors and they know how to manipulate the people's minds. The psychology plays a big part in how we elect our political leaders. But I think I think about it in those because it really is an ingenious, simple term where the people call the shots. I mean, that was the whole concept of the framers. But yet we're not calling the shots anymore. We've sort of become captive. We're, we're now their slaves. And that's kind of, so the whole thing is sort of flip in a, a very screwy sort of way. But I think back to that when I think, well, a lot of this stuff should be fairly easy to fix. Let's just get the clowns out of there and put more people in that are better representative of our thoughts and our security and our safety and our feelings, right? There shouldn't be that hard of a thought here, you think about it. You know, this uh, bulletin, onto this bulletin now, let me get serious with you a moment here about, uh, uh, because this is overlooked by so many. So I want you to pay attention here, okay? The Secretary of the Homeland Security issues uh, an updated National Terrorism Advisory System Bulletin is what it is, okay? And this, this is kind of about the uh, current heightened threat environment across these United States. Well, the homeland continues to face a diverse and challenging threat environment, the bulletin says, as it approaches several religious holidays and associated mass gatherings that in the past have served as potential targets for acts of violence. These threats include uh, those posed by individuals in small groups engaged in violence, including domestic violence extremists, DVEs, they call it, and those inspired or motivated by foreign terrorists and other malign uh, foreign influences. Okay. Now, here's the thing. It says in here, the ongoing global pandemic continues to exasperate these threats in part due to perceived government overreach and implementation of public health safety measures. Further, foreign terrorist organizations and these DVEs continue to attempt to inspire potential followers to conduct attacks in the United States, included by exploiting recent events in Afghanistan. So I wanted you to understand what, what they're saying here. You know, we blamed a lot of things on this pandemic, number one. It's an easy scapegoat that they use for everything that ails us, clearly. 
uh, you know, the thing the pandemic did is it empowered these lunatics who are in office right now uh, to take control of people's lives is what it's done. And it's it's uh, your, your freedoms and your liberties now are uh, terribly eroded. And uh, that's that's the effects of this pandemic. And they're still carrying it on. I mean, at this point, they want to make a career out of this thing, you know, and that's you know, that that's there. But, you know, that shouldn't have been what weakened us uh, from a, a terrorism standpoint. But, you know, when you have policies that um, are completely reckless on our borders. Now, when those borders started, you see, the thing that's so uh, complicit about the media is they only show pictures or they try to show pictures of women and kids. It's a it's a, a, a boo hoo hoo moment. So you'll cry in your in your soup, you see, about the horrible. Well, what the Trump administration was doing and the kids in cages, which were the cages that Obama built for those kids, you see. But that was fine with Obama. It was Trump. They threw under there the watch. They didn't like his politics. And now with Biden, it's never mentioned. They don't even cover the damn story anymore. And of course, it's worse than it's ever been. We've never had this sort of Wild West mentality of a border. We no longer are a sovereign nation. Uh, we're a free for all for anybody who gives a rat's ass that wants to come in here for any damn reason whatsoever. And they're coming in from all over the world. And the point is, we don't even know how many because why? Well, because the borders are open, because we have no clue, because the Homeland Security, they're, they're overstretched. And those who are there are pretty well aggravated as well. It's not exactly like they're enjoying their jobs these days. They've been bullied and bamboozled both from the, uh, the, uh, these agencies, you know, from the Homeland Security. And uh, so the, these threats are real. And, and there have been a lot of reports that we've seen right over time now that they're caught at different moments of time where they're, where they're coming over the, the, you know, the border, the terrorists, um, they're armed, they've got other weaponry with them. And the problem is they get in here and they get into these cells and then they're either aiding others and there's a lot of plans to that. And that's kind of what happened at the 9-11 attack. It was all organized and coordinated off the radar screen. We don't even know which ones, which of these people are in here, but there are a lot of reports from coming in from, from all over Europe. And, and you know, there, there's a whole path and how they get here. But these people already know that our border is totally exposed and nobody's really, and those who are tracked down, you know, I mean, they know how they're coming in. They know what they're coming in. It's not like they're coming in the same way these other people are. They know there are other paths they can come in here securely where they're out of the reach of the Homeland Security people, which are completely overstretched. You know, they, they can't do what they need to do. They're chasing down all the others that are coming over by the tens of thousands, you see. And, and so this was, this was all reversed, all these policies from the Trump administration to the Biden administration, which created a catastrophe. And the, and the worst part about this is they continue to do it. They're not only in denial, and not only is our media not reporting it, but they continue to do it. So those barn doors are wide open. And they're not even closed even today. They're just wide open. And so these things, everybody's, it's, you know, all these bad act, actors are running loose where we don't know. But now keep in mind, uh, the, the Biden regime, they're flying and busing people all over the damn country. They're not checking them for anything. So we won't even know what that group, but the other people, the, the hard criminals, let's just say once they're in people, they're, they're number one, hard to get out. And they're not exactly going to be on a bus with families 
Uh, so you're and you know they're not going to go through the system. In other words, to get a, a a trial date that they might or might not show up, and that's a big part of the problem here. That gives you a scope of what we're dealing with here, and this uh, this this threat to terrorism. So the border is one component, but there are other components as well, uh, in, including the religious aspect of this, which we'll talk about in a moment. Here, let me bring on IQ Al Razuli now with me, and. Um, IQ's a foreign affairs analyst. He's an Iraqi exile, Arabic speaker, scholar, author. He's a writer here at America Out Loud. And uh, uh, it's a very interesting piece that you know, it's got a, quite a graphic image to it. You definitely want to read this on the, you know, don't fail to not read this. And by the way, the link to the bulletin with the Homeland Security is right in the piece itself. It's entitled U.S. Intelligence Warns Heightened Threat of Terrorism During the Holidays. So this is real. This is all from the uh, DHS, so uh, certainly not making this up here. IQ, yeah, you know, following the 20th anniversary of the September 11th attacks and the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, uh, DHS says violent extremist media branches of Al-Qaeda and its affiliates, as well as the Islamic State of Iraq, ISIS, have celebrated perceived victories over the United States and encouraged the use of violence by their followers and supporters to further their objectives. Well, this has never changed. I mean, there are many forms of terrorism, but this is what DHS puts out. Now, when you look at that, but yet then you ask yourself, and I think back to September 10th IQ, what have we really changed in our country? I mean, you take a look at what's going on in the mosque here. You look at the way they, the religious fanatics are uh, pushing their uh, point of view out there and the conversation of the chatter that goes on around those places. And you look at the border. What are some of the other threats we're dealing with in that realm? First of all, I must point out something to you. Before 9-11, you had another 9-11 in 1993. That's right. Again, the Twin Towers. Yeah. In February 26, 1993, I think, if I remember correctly, 50 people were murdered. 1,000 wounded, 50,000 evacuated in the Twin Towers. So there were indications. There are always indications. But people don't read the writing on the wall. Mm. That's the problem. So in 1993, eight years before 9-11, you already had a 9-11. Yeah. Double check me. It's yeah, all there. That is accurate. Yeah, that is that. We all know that. We remember that event and we know what happened. And well, no, they didn't learn. For sure, they didn't learn anything. But I don't think they did the calculus to think. I mean, let's face it, IQ. For them to become trained pilots in our country and pull off this uh, catastrophic event was an unimaginable feat. But you know what? There are a lot of other ways I'm concerned with and other ways they can take our country down. I'm very concerned with chemical weapons. I'm concerned with even basic utilities. I'm concerned with the EMP attacks, concerned with water, uh, you know, our, our water supply, our uh, uh, nuclear supply, electrical, electrical supply. All of these things are concerning. But, uh, you know, there are many ways they might do it, whether it's chemical wise or otherwise. But the other thing that you point out in your brilliant writing here is the drones. And, you know, and I'm, and I'm glad you brought that up in the piece. It's, it's well said in there. And I'll tell you why. I've been very concerned with drones for some time. And I, I really have. I mean, over the, I did a couple of shows with drone experts a few years back. And I see this as a window 
to what they're going to do. I think one day we're going to wake up and they're going to be surprised. Not only are they going to be some with, with uh, machine guns attached to them, because these drones are incredible, but they're going to be one with chemical weapons in charge and things they could do to our cities that will make 9 And you actually say that. You say uh, magnitudes of 9-11, you call it. Tell us about that when you say that in there, the magnitudes of 9-11. Well said. Well, I'll tell you what. In a chemical attack, you will not kill 3,000 people, maybe 100,000 people. That's right. So it's 10 times more. Yeah. But something else you are missing with all due respect. <laughs> the most fundamental item which you mentioned a few days, a few minutes ago, right. you cannot understand why a human being is willing to die. Right. Like the suicide bombers. Right. And the reason you don't understand it is because you are not willing to accept the mindset of a suicide bomber who is a Muslim. You must understand that he is not dying. He is going to Muhammad's whorehouse version of paradise, living a full life forever. And unless you understand this mindset, you are going to fail. You, I'm talking about Americans and Europeans and right. all, all over the world, doesn't make matter which country it is. You will always fail because you are not willing to understand the mindset of a suicide bomber. You call them fanatics. They are not fanatics. These Muslims are not fanatics. Mm -hmm. They are fundamentalists. Mm -hmm. What does fundamentalists mean? Mm -hmm. They follow their belief system word for word, yeah. verse by verse, and chapter by chapter. Yeah. Well, they're not fanatic. They well, are not. Okay. I would, yeah, I would disagree with you in this way here only. In my English language and version of life, I would consider them a fanatic in my version of it, or another person Correct. would. They're absolutely fanatics in that regard. Uh, but I hear what you're saying fundamentally. But, you know, when I tell people about that moments ago, I try to explain them in very simple terms, and, and you're doing it now to get that point across. I say to them, would you, would, would people that are listening now, would they conceive of the concept that they would put something like on their back, a bomb and go into a crowded marketplace? Or would they do something else on a plane? Or would they do some other chemical events, as you just say, kill 100,000 people or more? And people, and it's not just that you're killing a whole bunch of people, IQ, but these people do it to themselves with the idea that they're being inspired by Allah to go to their heaven with the virgins and all of that nonsense that's in there. Yeah, people, it's hard to, listen, it's hard for most people what I tried to say to people moments ago before you get on that, you know, you need to understand people have a hard time wrapping their mind around that IQ because it's not normal behavior. You understand? But they've had it for 1400 years. <laughs> how how many more years do they need to yeah. wrap it around their bloody brain? Well said. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. No argument I'm here, sorry, buddy. I'm no sorry, argument I get here. Excited. Look, I get excited for a reason. Mm -hmm. I get excited because the writing is on the wall. The elephant is filling the room. Yeah. And if you are denying the elephant is filling the room, yeah. it's not the fault of the terrorist. He's not a terrorist, by the way. From his point of view, they're called Shaheed. Shaheed means a martyr. Yeah. So you have to understand the difference. It's diametrically opposite. From the point of view of Western mind, he's a terrorist. From the Muslim mind, Sharia compliant Muslim, he is a martyr. He is doing Allah's will. See, that's important, what you're saying right now. And I, I just people hear what IQ is sharing. This is very important. I mean, it, 
what they're doing, you're saying is they're, they're doing, this is normal behavior for them. So what you're suggesting, think about this, everybody, you know, I mean, as crazy as it sounds to you and I, as I say, I say fanatics, well, fanatic, fanatic, fanatic. Well, to them, it's fundamental to us. It's, oh my God, these people have got a few screws loose. What are them? They're heroes. They actually. Absolutely heroes. Yes. That's exactly what they are. Heroes. Yeah. None of them is dying. You've got to understand that from their point of view. Right. Not one of them is dead. They are physically dead here, but they are alive forever in for, for eternity. Yeah. With the virgins, with all the food, with all the drinks, forever in Muhammad's whorehouse version of paradise. Yeah, you can laugh is, at them, but yeah. the joke is on us who are yeah. not willing to listen. Yeah. Yeah, it's IQ. It really is uh, what you describe right there. It's it's a brainwashing that's been done. You know, I, I remember seeing a lot of the young uh, the young Muslim kids out there who are so mistreated along with women and uh, they have to fall in line or they get whipped upside the head backwards and terrorized and brutalized. And you think about the brainwashing effect. I remember seeing a lot of the schools and this stuff is beat into them day in and day out, day in and day out. It is the only belief system they really know, isn't it? Correct. But you see, again, Americans are missing another point. Okay. Where do you think these children are being educated? In the mosque, in the madrasa, in the madrasas in America, in the mosque in America. Every single day, sorry, every Friday, Jum'ah, which is the Sunday of the Christian, I mean the Muslims, they go to the mosque and listen to the Imam. What is the Imam reciting to them? Chapters from the Quran. What do these chapters say? The Muslims are superior to the Kuffar. The Kuffar are non-Muslim. The Muslims are the ultimate people on earth, the most preferred by Allah, and they have to commit jihad all the time. It's not their fault. This is their belief system. It's our fault. It's our leaders' fault. And our leaders are criminals. Actually, yeah. they are real criminals. Yeah. The Muslim is not the criminal. Our leaders are the criminals. Oh, sure. Whether they are politicians, clergy, news media, or even the military. Right. They are not willing to accept reality. And they want to hide their head in the sand and let it go over. It, it will not go over. Yeah. You know, one of the counter arguments, IQ, to what we're talking about, one of the counter arguments is that, and this is going to be our our downside um, as well, what we speak about here. When you mentioned the mosque, the imams and the mosque uh, and that uh, how they're being trained and the kids and part of this process here. You know, what's remarkable that some people may not be aware if you're not in these urban cities is that we're speaking about the mosque right here in the United States, right? I mean, they're all over the place in our cities here. And then they get out there and they do their prayer and they take over the streets and they do their, uh, what do they call that when they do their mass there, IQ? Sajid. Sajid. Sajid means to pray for Allah. Yeah. Yeah. That's Salat. Salat is the prayer. By the way, you know, in their countries, the Muslims want us to behave as per their rules. In our countries, they come to our countries and they want us to behave as if they are, we are in their country. Yeah, that's it. That's it right there. That's my point. And, and, and I'm, uh, you, you, nail, you hit the nail on the head right there. So here, here's what I'm asking you, and I want people to hear this. 
So if we as a group of Christians, what have you, or faith holders go to their country and we take a street over, and just as they do here in New York City, for instance, and we do that, we do our own prayer service right out there in the public, just as they do here in some of these cities, would they accept that IQ? You will be stoned to death within five minutes. Mm -hmm. Every one of you, there will be no warning. You so, I, so this concept that, uh, and, and hear me on this a minute, this concept that uh, America the mighty, America the great, America the open, America the uh, very open to any religious group, uh, America open to any belief system, America open to whatever your thought process is, uh, you know, this concept of a free society does not allow for boundaries or limitations in a lot of people's minds. Now, the Marxist left, uh, they have us wide open and totally vulnerable here on every level. And I think that's just part of our obligation to the world uh, to, uh, you know, just and, and that's what they've done. These people in Congress and all the others, they they just they're brainwashed that way, thinking that that's somehow our responsibility. Um, we are, as we always say, doing it ourselves to ourselves. At some point, there's a tipping point on all of this where it's just too much. But a lot of the training, I remember talking about the terror camps that are out in some of the deserts here in our own country here, and some of the training that's taken place there. There's been reports from time to time on it. Um, and yet this continues to go uh, onward uh, without being, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, not only discussed IQ, but uh, addressed uh, in uh, changing some of the rules of engagement here. Uh, nobody's really looking at this as a bad thing. It's back to the point of September 10th and being sit in docks. Um, when you look at the open border right now and you see that everything has taken place, I've been seeing reports there for some time about a lot of these uh, cast of characters that are coming over totally, you know, um, you know, totally free. They're not being, you know, uh, apprehended. They're just whatever. And we, we don't even know how many IQ because they're being done. They're coming over in the middle of the night. I mean, these people, Homeland Security can't cover all those borders. There's too many, too much, too long. It's thousands of miles. We only see the mass caravans that are coming over with the kids and the women. We don't see the rest of it. That's a real problem, isn't it? The problem is man-made. You created it. When I say, by the way, I've got to explain myself. You, I'm talking about American government. You created it. No other nation on earth would allow unlimited uh, people coming in. Okay, some, some of them are stupid in Europe. They did it, but they regret it now. Poland is putting borders, which they didn't have before. Uh, Hungary is doing the same thing. The, the European Union now is dismembering itself because they need to protect their people from illegal immigrants invading you, invading them. You have been invaded by over 2 million people already under, under Obama, I mean, under Biden. No, you, no you, you, you were right, Obama. This is the, let me explain to you. This is the Biden-Obama regime before well, it was the Obama-Biden, Obama, now it's Biden-Obama. Biden. Yeah, 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 okay, I accept that. But there's nothing to be proud of. <laughs> hundreds of thousands of terrorists have already infiltrated. I'm talking about hundreds of thousands. Now stop there a minute. You 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 believe? Let me let me stop there a minute. You you believe in your heart of hearts now with what you in, you study this stuff. You've been looking at it. You believe that throughout this time now that we that there are hundreds of thousands of these sort of uh, 
terror influences here in this country right now, right? No, of course, listen. Every single Muslim, read my articles. Every single Sharia compliant Muslim is a potential mass murderer. He has no choice in the matter. This is what they are. Mass murderers, the minute, the minute they decide or the imam makes them realize that they are not Sharia compliant enough, they will yeah. go on mass murder. Yes. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands. Wow. I mean, you think about it in those terms and look at those numbers and it's, uh, it, it's, it's hard to understand. And so when I talked earlier uh, about the doors being open already, part of what I'd like to talk uh, in just a bit here, IQ, is about, okay, so the doors are wide open here. Um, and, uh, you know, you, we all remember that expression as kids growing up, the, you know, the barn door and the horses are running wild kind of thing, you know. And that's kind of what we're dealing with here. And then I, I wonder and I think to ourselves, you know, for me, I like to fix things. I like to think about how we can fix things. OK, and I'm always thinking of that. But, you know, the damage here is so extensive. One of the things after the pause here I want to talk to you about, IQ, is step really honest steps we could take uh, to, to fix some of these things. You know, I'm going to say to you all now something here. You know, we're having this talk today on another as I reference, as a September 10th moment before a 9-11 event. So I, I consider this a September 10th talk in the context of what I'm speaking to you about. And notice what I mean is we could do something about the problem, uh, but we have to fix the problem, you see. And then I mention our representative, uh, you know, government and the clowns we send there. And we need to stop, send, stop sending clowns. You know, you know that song, send in the clowns, send in the fools, Washington, D.C., we love you, oh, too. I mean, isn't that the song? We need to put some new lyrics to that song and send it out there. Where's Judy Collins here, right? Get her to sing around of there. But isn't that what we're dealing with here? we got to stop sending the clowns to D.C. and and start sending a better. Into like, why are we sending the worst of us? That's what I, I just help me understand, people. Why are we sending the worst of us to D.C.? I, I don't get the concept why that is. We seem to send the very, very worst of ours and back to this representative government we talk about. And we're paying a price for this. I mean, the, you know, I, I'm just telling you, they're the they're the d dumbest of the dumb. And and you see the kinds. And, and I mean that. Well, I don't I'm not talking about. Well, I, I say that. I mean, intellectually, they have in, intellect but they have other nefarious means of how they do business. And it's not in our best interest. They're not, they're not the best of class. They're not representative of us. Am I making sense to you all out there? You know, they're not, they're not our best in class. They don't represent us really well. That's the, can't we do better? Of course we can. We can do a hell of a lot. You can't tell me those people are the best that America has. Get the hell out of here. It's not even possible. We, we elect, so, you know, I, I use that as a, a phrase or reference, but the, you know, the dumbest of the dumb, but, you know, not really an intellectual value, but not, not really the way we want those representative people to uh, represent us in this uh, government. So uh, I'll, I'll say this here uh, and, uh, and then we'll take a pause here. And it says, this program we do today here, this September 10th type program, We'll play this back ahead down the road. It will happen. There'll be an event. My heart will 
will just pour out at that moment because I, I hate to see the, the fallout from this next event of what's going to happen. I mean, if it's accurate, what IQ has shared with us even in that article he wrote there, he said the next terror attack will dwarf 9-11 by several magnitudes. Wrap your mind around what we're saying there. The next terror attack will dwarf 9-11 by several magnitudes. You see what we're saying there? What he's saying is the potential now is there. Uh, there's the drone component as well. And that's something I'm really, really, really concerned with. And I'll tell you why in just a moment there. But, you know, we're going to play this back again in a future date. And you're going to hear me say, uh, regrettably, I told you so. And I've actually had some programs like this over the last many years. And now we've come to uh, uh, what I believe is sort of a crescendo moment of uh, this Wild West mentality of uh, terrible policies that are not benefiting any American. And it, the, back to the, you know, these ugly politicians, the dumber than dumb, um, you know, as I explained it to you, that are now calling the shots up there, not for the betterment of any of us. And we've got a recipe that is going to cause great harm, great, great harm to many, 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 many. And it's, it's sad. It's also disgusting. It's it's outrageous, uh, and it's all avoidable. Uh, you know how do I say that any clearer than that? So that's why I think this talk is so vitally important today uh, to what we're talking about. Let's take a pause now. We'll we'll join you back on the other side here. You're listening to the Voice of a Nation. Listen to Malcolm, the Voice of a Nation, on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. I'm excited to talk about a new product from Healthy Cell, AC11. This is a patented bioactive extract of Uncaria tomentosa from the Amazon rainforest. It supports cell DNA repair and health span. It's a dietary supplement. I'm excited to try it. Many are interested in longevity and attenuation of senescence. We know that telomere length and other uh, biologic measures are related to senescence in uh, 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 clinical and uh, preclinical studies, particularly of animal models. And I can tell you as a doctor, dietary supplements do hold the promise of attenuating repair and damage in our body due to stress, physical wear and tear, sunlight, etc. And there's a tremendous opportunity for supplements to help us in this area. And so Healthy Cell has brought a product to market for you to try as part of your health portfolio. So please go to HealthyCell.com and in the promotional code, list out loud for 20% off your first purchase of products from Healthy Cell. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. AmericaOutloud.com is the alternative from the agenda-driven globalist. Here, we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. On-demand podcast or real-time talk radio with our streaming apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of 
AmericaOutloud.com. And we join you back here on The Voice of a Nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, yours truly. And, you know, you're here through the pores there. I'm always telling you about healthy cell. Make sure you get out. You, you see the trees, walk, lifestyle, and take healthy cell. All our listeners get 20% off. Just use the code healthycell.com forward slash out loud or use the code out loud in the box when you check out uh, or, or just click the banner at even back at America Out Loud. But it is the best product. I've been taking it now for three and a half, four years. It's incredible. One of the new products they have is uh, I highly, highly recommend this AC11. Check out AC11 on Healthy Cell and see what I'm talking about. It's incredible stuff. And it really helps you against these viruses and this COVID sort of thing. But all this stuff is really about the health of our cells, our white uh, blood cells, the, uh, in the the T cells, the B cells, and the NK cells. There's a lot to learn about this, but uh, please take care of yourself. And uh, we're going to need you on the fight forward here for sure here. We're talking about this uh, intelligence bulletin put out by the Department of Homeland Security. And in a, what the, the words they use, a heightened threat, heightened threat. Uh, potential problems, you know, uh, you know, it's like, oh, well, remember that lost in space there? Will Robinson, uh, danger. Remember that danger approaching? Will Robinson, danger, danger. The robot would run around finding danger, you know, reminiscent a bit. I like that program, uh, by the way, the lost in space. And we watched that as a kid. Uh, enjoyed it very much. There's a new, newer series of that, by the way, on Netflix, they've been having, uh, which is quite something. I love that sort of a show. Anyways, um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, danger, danger. Will Robinson, you see the robot running around now here. And that's kind of what we're talking about today is the danger, danger that is out there in our homeland here. Uh, drones are a component I do want to talk about here as well. Uh, this is all avoidable. Everything we're talking about today, and I'm afraid to say we're going to play this back at another time and we're going to be uh, sorry. We'll know that we've talked about it. We know we've discussed the real threats. Um, one of the things about uh, drones, and, and I've got here IQ Al Razuli is on with me. IQ is uh, is the the just always terrific to have on here. That article he's got, uh, please go read that and share that. U.S. intelligence warns heightened threat of terrorism during holidays. Gets to the point, but it's again like a lot of his pieces. It's a good education as to what's going on, and it references that bulletin with the Homeland Security, so you can see the evidence of what we're speaking about. This is not a hypothetical here today. Uh, this is a real conversation, a real dialogue, and something that is a real threat to this country. On top of all the policies that they've come out with, and it is remarkable, and some of the policies in here too, they just lay out in here. I think really anger me. Uh, and I do want to talk about that as well. Let me talk about drones first, IQ. You know, I remember a few years back, um, three, four, five years ago, having a couple of drone experts on and talking about uh, the, the the magnitude of the problem and the scope. But the thing about drones are, you keep in mind, is they can fly under the radar screen, number one, undetected. And they can carry weaponry, they can carry chemicals, they can carry other things. And the reports are now that I'm seeing online, and I have been seeing for some time, is that in the Middle East and throughout that area, those warriors out there, those uh, these um, fundamentalists, as you call them, uh, fanatics, I call them, um, but uh, they are training heavily all over these drones. They are working with them. Uh, it's, it's, it's already proven, it's extensive. And I'm afraid they're well down the road on this. 
uh, these drones and stuff. The drones are a problem when you see them come in and, you know, the damage they can do just about undetected in a city. Uh, why haven't they? Let me ask you, uh, did you have a theory at all? And I don't know that you do as to why they haven't been used up to now. Why haven't we seen drones on the battlefront yet in some of our cities and towns? Do you know? You will. We have to wait. They are, they are perfecting it in the Middle East. The Houthis, are, the, the Houthis who are Shia in the Yemen are supplied by the Shia of Iran, the Ayatollahs, the same Shia that uh, Biden is embracing and is in love with to destroy uh, Saudi Arabia. The same is being trained by Hamas uh, in Gaza against Israel and Hezbollah in Lebanon against Israel and against other people, and also the Shia militias in Iraq who just attacked the American embassy. So really, you have all the signs, but you, have, you don't have jokers in the government. You have criminals, criminally negligent leaders. That's what you have. They're not a joker. Well, uh, my point is they're not really representative of the rest of us. I mean, my, my point to get through to people here is we're electing and we're sending these people as representatives of us. I mean, you really should be sending best in class IQ and we're sending uh, we're sending horrible people up there, whatever the hell you want to call them. Right. Correct. But yeah. let me add something. Yeah, sure. I'm not an American citizen, so I have the right to say this. <laughs> you had one of the best presidents since Reagan. It was the American people who are stupid who got rid of him. Donald J. Trump was the best you have ever had since Reagan. Mm -hmm. And they got rid of him. Mm -hmm. So who is the stupid one? Not the politicians, the American people. So 81 million? Okay. We'll assume it's true. I know it's not true, but I will assume it's true. That means 81 million people elected the most incompetent, human being to be leader of the United States of America. Well, there's a lot of buyer's remorse right now because his, his ratings, his polls, we've never seen them fall this low. Some have them at 42, some at 38. Uh, Kamala Kamala uh, Harris is down around 28, I think it is. Uh, she's dumber than a box of rocks. Uh, so right. between the two of them, they don't make up uh, really the box of Crayola here. Uh, it's pretty bad. Uh, Unfortunately, it's too late. It's yeah. too late. Well, The damage is being done. Exactly. You, you, you know, we were discussing the mosque and madrasas. The only reason mm -hmm. Americans and Europeans are being stupid yeah. is they honestly believe that by allowing the Muslims freedom of religion, right, is uh, it should be legal. It's not legal. Yeah. What they are teaching in the in the madrasas and what they're teaching in the mosques is incitement against the very people the Muslims live amongst. Yeah. Yeah. So don't tell me about freedom of religion. Yeah. This, is a free, this is a big point that I accuse you're making right now. It's a big point, buddy. And you speak about the, the mosque and the madrasas, and, and you're speaking about, um, uh, you're right. It's all under the guise of uh, freedom of religion. And they're using religion as, as a, a smokescreen uh, to, to put their commands of, uh, uh, of Allah and their, uh, the damage they can do and will do uh, to people, sadly. Uh, and you're exactly right. That's, uh, that's a danger. Now, the drones, uh, you, you sort of attach, and you know, I've seen them, IQ, with uh, machine guns on there, uh, armed. Uh, you, know, you can see that coming into a crowded marketplace and taking out, oh, my golly. 
I mean, massive or attached with bombs or attached with, and these are not theories. These things are in play. And as you say, and I, I do uh, believe the point you made is they have been perfecting them throughout the Middle East. And that's the reports I have uh, been uh, understanding and following. And so, although it hasn't happened yet, like the planes that hit the 9-11 building, your suggestion is saying, it is simply a matter of time. Uh, you're gonna be seeing those drones coming to a city near you. Is that correct? Of course, look, all they had to do is buy a drone. They buy it on the internet right. and then arm it and then use it. It's not a big deal. Now, you think with the drones, you think uh, the, uh, they should all be registered. Uh, what do you call it? The DIN, is it? Yes. Drone identification number. Right. You have for guns identification. You have for vehicles identification. Right. And again, if somebody is buying a drone, he must be checked thoroughly. The background must be checked thoroughly before a drone is given to them. So, but we're not doing any of that, right? Of course, no. Hey, listen, you're not doing anything. Right, right. So you're talking about the Homeland Security. You don't have Homeland Security. You have no security. It's a joke. Yeah, we need I'm to sorry. rename them. The Department of you Homeland. Have no security. The, zero. the Department of Homeland Unsecurity. We need to Thank rename them. That's exactly what it is. Yes. <laughs> we need to rename they are them. spreading this terrorist among cities mm -hmm. willy-nilly. Yeah. There is no control. Yeah. There's no justification for doing it. What I can't understand is why the American people are silent. Why are they so stupid, silent? Yeah. Who is well, going to pay for the damage in the future? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's ask you, people that. What you see. You idiots. Yeah. What, why are people so silent? Let's let's everybody to hear what IQ is saying there. Why why are people why are Americans you're saying why are Americans uh, being so silent and all this? Why aren't they uh, Raising hell about all this, I guess. And maybe some of you out there have an idea as to why that is. Is, is it that we're, um, our people, you know, complacent. I, you're complacent. complacent. Oh, definitely complacent. Yeah. I mean, I'm speaking out loud today to people as I always do, IQ, but is it that they're scared? Is it that they're concerned with the lashback or what might happen? Is that part of it? Well, it could be, but I mean, that's not an answer. Right. I hate excuses. With all due respect, yeah. I cannot stand excuses. When somebody tells me it can't be done, I tell him, go drop dead. Yeah. <laughs> if there is a will, it can be done. When there is a will, everything can be done, yeah. even the impossible. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I chuckle with you. You're, you're, uh, you. you speak in the same spirit and tone of Donald Trump. It's a wonder he's your blood brother. You're like that man. <laughs> you, I think it's good. You, in other words, you speak very directly, don't you? Huh? Look. I love the guy. I don't judge him by the way he dresses. I don't judge him by the way he talks. Yeah. I judge him by the productivity. Amen. Amen. Everything no. he did yeah. was best for American people. Yeah. Everything. This is the most remarkable thing. Everything was, he did, he didn't have to become president. He lost money. Yeah. He is the only so-called politician who goes into the presidency and comes out poorer. Yeah. Well, only one. You're speaking. I, I love and appreciate what you say right now. You're, you're, and you're very accurate. I, I would completely endorse that. We're speaking about his policies, not uh, the color, uh, not the flavor of the cologne he uses, or uh, whether you like uh, the temperature of the day, but his uh, hardcore policies. In other words, there's an old saying, you know, put your money where your mouth is. Action is far speak better than words. And uh, Trump lived up to those consequences well. What happened is uh, the establishment was enraged uh, because 
because of uh, many of his antics. And uh, he he seemed to bring, you know, like the one thing about Trump and, and you agree or disagree, it is a truth. He he had a tendency, I would say to you to bring he could bring out the best in people. And there are those who absolutely love him. And he could absolutely bring out the worst of people. When you enrage your enemy, that's not a good strategy to push back on you a little bit. And Sun Tzu will tell you that that is not how you win by enraging the enemy. The one calculus I would say to you where Trump failed, quite frankly, is by enraging the enemy. Who is the enemy? The establishment, the establishment players who sunk his freaking canoe. With all due respect, they wanted him dead before he became president. Hundred percent. He wasn't. Yes. So he wasn't enraging anybody. They were already in mad state of mind. Look, the criminality of the Democrat Party is beyond comprehension, beyond belief, and not a single one of them has paid the price. Not one. Yeah. Only people who. All right, listen, they might still be doing, I, I, I kind of like your point a moment ago. They might have still been doing that. Yeah, and they're, I, I mean, I get all of that. But here's the, here's the differentiator. I would, I, would, I would agree with you, but now I'll argue back on this merit. And here it is. When you enrage, you're right, they're, they're going to hate them anyways in the establishment. But when you enrage them, you empower them and your enemy. But here's, here's the difference as to whether they would or wouldn't. Here's the problem you disengage a good part of middle America. You lose, you can lose 5% of the vote based on pissing people off, all right? So you can say what you want about the establishment, but if you piss middle America off that they think you're a hard ass, they're not going to vote. How is he a hard ass or how was he a hard ass when everything he promised he fulfilled? I agree with you. I agree with you. Policy-wise, he was brilliant. Yes. I'm talking about... I judge the man by his policies. I don't judge the man by the way... Exactly. But other people don't do that. Well, to hell with them. I'm sorry. Yeah, but they vote and you don't. Okay. Well, now going to pay a horrendous price. Horrendous. I know, brother, but I'm giving you the flip side of it. Yeah. Okay. Listen. I mean, I, I I'm just giving you the flip side of it that, I, that I appreciate, middle I America, when you lose that four or five percent because they think you're a hard ass for whatever reason, it doesn't okay. it could all be lies and bully and BS. Okay. And good part of it is, okay. you know, you have to pay the price for you. Exactly. Well, they made him into something he wasn't. He, they made him into a monster. And he was he was a very interesting president for times. He was definitely a leader. Uh, listen, I support those policies. I support. uh I uh, I think there was another way to get there. Is all I would suggest. Okay. And in maybe hindsight, everybody is a genius, including myself. Yeah. Well, uh, sure. But I was a genius beforehand because I said this while he was in his administration. So I'll take full credit then as well, sir. Thank you. Uh, now let me ask you this about. So the drones are a problem. We know that's going to happen at some point. You said it. I say it. We see the evidence. Sadly, this is going to be a state of reality. One day we're going to be on here talking with other experts and it's going to be a mass casualty situation with drones or something else. And God only knows what it's going to be. We don't really know. Um, Now, the other component here, IQ, and according to the uh, Department of Homeland Security bulletin here, uh, they talk about a few things here which really irritate me. And uh, one of them is uh, the Afghanistan. Uh, they say, well, you know, following the attacks on 9-11 and the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, violent extremist media branches of Al-Qaeda and its affiliates 
as well as the Islamic State of uh, Iraq, uh, ISIS and all, have celebrated perceived victories over the U.S. and encouraged the use of violence by their followers and supporters. Okay, so they're using Afghanistan, a weak president and weak policies as another excuse as to why things are going to happen. They talk about the pandemic related stressors. They talk about uh, these, you know, DVEs and the Afghan nationals uh, that people are upset with. And then, uh, you know, like, uh, for instance, law enforcement, um, law enforcement uh, officials have expressed concerns that the broad share of false narratives and conspiracy theories that endorse the, I, the use of violence will continue to gain traction, resulting in individuals, small groups embracing of violent tactics to achieve their desired outcomes. So DHS is concerned that the increased acts of violence, as well as the target attacks against law enforcement, so this is it's ironic when you really read into the depth of their paperwork. They talked about trust with the FBI. They talked about law enforcement being damaged. But who the hell did all this? You know who did all this and the open borders. They talk about that. These are the policies of the Biden administration. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we don't know what day this next problem falls on. But it is a matter of time because of the reckless policies of uh, Congress, uh, specifically this administration. Yes. But the problem of immigration in our country goes back decades now that we have not fixed it. Uh, you can pin it on just, you know, then Biden wouldn't have been in the position to be the bozo he was on the border had we fixed it prior. Uh, but we've been battling illegal immigration. Uh, it's been upside down backwards here for decades. We've done a horrible job in our country. And we are going to pay a big price for this ahead. We're not a sovereign nation anymore. Uh, we, we become a laughing stock all around the planet. I suspect they're laughing at us on other planets, indeed. It's a, it's a sad state of affairs, really. Uh, that article is called U.S. Intelligence Warns Heightened Threat of Terrorism During Holidays. Uh, always love to have the perspective of IQ Al Rizzoli. Uh, go give that a read, my friends, and, and take a look at that and share that. And uh, try to wake people up. Wake people up, please, to the truth. I'll be on. This is a story that I'll be on. Uh, this is as important to me uh, as the time we've dedicated and uh, devoted with uh, COVID. Uh, this this is another big story right here. Uh, big thank you to IQ Al Rizzoli. Thank you, friends, for being with me here on the mission here. Let's get this out there. Remember, it's time to get involved and get loud.